Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thank you for joining me today. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. Wow, you guys. We're at episode number 970. Today is Friday, the 31st of July. Can I just congratulate you? You're still alive. You made it to July 31st. I've got a friend on the show with me today, and we're going to talk about how you can starve the fear that's all around you. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for tuning in today. You guys are uh, my heroes. I've just decided. I so appreciate. I'm looking at a lot of the emails that I'm getting right now and uh, the questions that are coming into MomStrong International and over to the podcast. If you would like to submit a question that I will answer at Mailbox Monday, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Fill out the form. Remember, you guys, the two little golden rules for that. Keep it short. And keep it sweet. (laughs) Okay. So if you've got a question, uh, I love to answer them. I will be answering your questions on Monday. I'm on the road right now. And you guys know that I have been on the road now for about two weeks. We are uh, traveling all over the nation. And I've been speaking in a couple of events, sort of like in person, but virtual. It's very weird, sort of a hybrid thing going on right now. But I've appreciated the way you guys have shown up for my pop-up shops. I'm going to continue doing that. We have not been giving you guys the addresses of those places until I know exactly where I'm going uh, because, frankly, we get threatened out here on the road, and I'm not willing to put my family at risk. So I know it's weird. It's a weird time we're living in, but I appreciate you guys coming out. We've met so many of you on the road as we've been traveling. You guys have encouraged and blessed us, so Thank you for doing that. I am excited today because I'm in Orlando, Florida. I'm actually here. I drove 37 hours to get here just so that I could sit in the studio with my friend Connie Albers. I'm in her studio today. And uh, Connie has been on my show several times. She is a dear friend. We've been friends for a long time. She's the author of Parenting Beyond the Rules. And uh, Connie has a lovely place here in Orlando, and I'm sitting in her studio, and we're looking out at a lake, and everything's right with the world, and there is no Rona. There is no Rona when you're staying with Connie Albers. So we're <laughs> going to talk about how you can starve the fear today. Connie, thank you for having me in your studio and welcome to my show. Hey, I'm excited. I'm actually honored to have you in my studio. One day I'm going to come out to your place. But you know something you said as we're looking out the lake? Uh, the birds are chirping. Yeah. The birds are singing. The crickets are chirping. The gators are swimming. They are. Right? The yeah. frogs are hopping around. They are. All is right with the world. It's like Jurassic Park insect <laughs> edition here in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, it actually has been kind of fun. I, I actually call it Camp Albers, and it really is just because of all the critters. Yeah, it's fun. And our kids, so we just have three of our seven with us now on the road, which uh-huh. is weird because you've had our whole family here before. Yeah, that was fun too. So every time, <laughs> every time we're here, my family's shrinking a little bit. It's like growing and shrinking at the same time. It's very weird. Uh, but the kids have had a hoot and holler and good time. They've been, I mean, catching, you know, what skinks and geckos. And last night they caught two really big frogs and they're having fireflies. Oh yeah. Yeah. The South is a very unique place and I love it. And uh, the air is thick here. Mm -hmm. It's just, it could not be more different from my home up in Washington state. So I appreciate you guys letting us stay here. You and I left. So I came down here. Part of the reason I'm here is for FPEA. Actually, today, because we've recorded this a couple of days in advance, today I'm going to be participating in a board retreat as I've joined the board for HSLDA, which you know. Mm-hmm. And so I had all these little things I'm doing uh, on the East Coast. You and I were at the same conference, the sort of hybrid of in-person and virtual for FPEA. Mm-hmm. And it was weird this year. I mean, right. First of all, hats off to FPEA. Right. For goodness sake. 
almost everybody just said, you know what, we can't think of it. We don't know what else to do, right? People working really, really hard. Uh, Suzanne Nunn and her team pulled off this in-person virtual event, and it was tough. It was tough. It was really and tough. And they had the graduation. Yeah, praise. Which was. I mean, for goodness sake, I'm so proud I, of these guys. They did it. Most everybody canceled their graduation. Mm-hmm. Not the homeschoolers. No. I'll tell you what, the homeschoolers did their their graduation, but it was it was a celebration, but it was also sad. Uh, when you walked in, what did you see? Yeah, you saw those graduates sitting six feet apart and had their masks on. And it was just an, an ominous feeling, just yeah. kind of like we're celebrating something parents have worked so hard. You yeah. and I have both turned the tassel for some of our kids. Me, yeah. All of my children are now graduated. But I, I had to sit there, and there's a little bit of mourning at what isn't existing anymore. Yeah. And I, I think I posted that night, I want to return to normal. And I don't want anybody to tell me we're not going back to normal. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear this is our new normal. Mm-hmm. That isn't true. No, I reject that yeah. also. I think this is not our new normal. I think that, that we are literally slaves to fear right mm-hmm. now. We are. I thought it was so interesting. You know, they're, they're, the mask and social distance. Well, if I have so many questions about this, but I just keep, I'm looking at these guys. I'm like, pick one or the other. Yeah. Either have them be six feet apart or have them wear a mask, but to have them do both just seems ridiculous to me. You know, we're afraid of a virus with a 99.8% survival rate. I was watching Suzanne Nunn as she was explaining how the graduation went and she was so overcome by sadness at one point, she just started crying. Yeah, she did. In the history of FPA, mm-hmm. which they've, this is an organization that's been over 30 for, years. Yeah. They have yeah. the largest homeschool conference in the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys draw tens of thousands of people to Orlando is a ghost town right now. It really is. It was so sad. I've never seen anything like it. We were the, the uh, what was the one that was so dark? The Rosen Shingle. Uh, the Rosen Plaza. Yeah. yeah. So we, Rosen shingle creek is where they usually have it and that that hotel is just completely shut down dark yeah we drove by it at night it, it makes was you eerie. sad it was eerie yeah yeah then we went over to another one of their hotels we stayed there for a night and then we had to move to another hotel because they were closing because that they one. were closing that one mm-hmm. and you know we're looking at the orange county convention center and that's a COVID testing site. So there's Sad. there Don't are get no- tested. This is a public service <laughs> announcement. There's no conventions happening. There's no people. Mm-mm. There's no people. Where well, they're going to bankrupt our country. Yeah, that's and the goal. It's very, very, very frustrating to watch. And on top of that, we were staying. So we stayed at uh, one of the Rosens. Mm-hmm. This was the most. I was so angry. Well, I, by the time I got to my room, I was fit to be tied. Yeah. You go into these hotels and the first thing they do, well, they don't help you with this is, and this is not, I'm not trying to slam the Rosen. Although no. I kind, I, they're although, great. They're great. They're Harris great. Rosen is awesome yep. for a community. You know, that's where I live. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of great community work mm-hmm. and but I know they're trying to just they're survive. They're trying to navigate this thing, which is really unnavigatable. Yeah. You go to the, I, I, I check in at the Rosen. And I'm here, I'm, I'm lugging my, I mean, you weren't down in the, in the lobby when this happened. I saw my friend Debbie Wilson uh-huh. and we just started crying. Oh. We just started crying. I mean, this, it's like a, we're in the middle of this weird, this is, it's spiritual warfare. It's so sad. And they, these guys, they saw me trying to get my luggage. They don't have the, they elect, can't, the electric mm-hmm. doors don't work anymore. Right. Because the Rona might know, come in through strange. the door. It's so dumb. <laughs> so you have to open the door yourself. They don't hold the door open for you. I'm trying to get three suitcases. I look up normally. I mean, this is a five-star hotel. Yeah. Normally they come running. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. They just stand there and watch you. I'm trying to pull my stuff through, and then I finally get it through the door, and I realize that there's a big, um, it looks like an airport screener in front of me. And so I go to go through the airport screener, and the guy says, the guy who's all messed up says, nope, you got to go back and hold up your wrist. And I realize, oh, my gosh, they're going to take my temperature. 
So then they take my temperature and then they give me the color band of the day, yep. which looks like I should be going to a water park. But oh, no, it just says <laughs> Heidi St. John doesn't have a temperature. And then they make sure, I mean, the mask police are everywhere. Yeah, they are. And uh, and as you know, I have an exemption. Mm-hmm. And personally, I don't wear it anyway, even if I didn't have an exemption, because I am allergic to the stupidity that's happening in the country. <laughs> I just I'm allergic to it. It's giving me hives. And so we're out there. And by the time so we stay there two nights in a really nice suite in this really nice hotel that doesn't have housekeeping, doesn't have room service. They're really, they're not very nice to you when you go down at the lobby. It's very surreal. It's very we're sad. We're a plexiglass, oh, sterile, cold. I know as we were walking through the hotel, we were hungry. We needed food. Yeah. You know, after you lug everything and then go park your car and then get it in the room. And, and this was a second hotel. Oh, this is goodness. after we've already had to pack yeah, out of right. the first one. That's right. Because they're going to close it. Yeah. And then you move over to the next one. You go through the same thing again. Yeah. Nobody opens the door for you. Got to get your temperature taken. You know, like it's the zombie apocalypse, yeah. you know. And in the whole time, you know, it's kind of like that realization, Heidi, where we knew all these people, they're just trying to keep just their job. They're yeah. just trying to, they've got a mortgage to pay, an electric bill, you know, a family. And so you don't want to give anybody a hard time right. because you get what they're doing and nobody has, you know. Well, and if you talk to them about it, if you actually have yeah. the bravery, yeah. which I did several times, yeah. how are you guys doing? How are you handling the Rona? And they look around to see if anybody's watching. They're like, this is BS. Yes. Right? Because yeah. it is. Because it is. And so you and I went to go get food mm-hmm. and the restaurants are not open mm-hmm. and the hotel is a ghost town. Yep. And so we finally just went to this little tiny deli. Really sweet lady made a sandwich for mm-hmm. us. We were the only two people in the hotel. That was it. It was bizarre. Was so... Except for the Rona nurses. <laughs> oh, that's right. The testing nurses. The testing nurses are staying at the oh, Rose. Oh, yeah. So, I got, so in the ho- oh. I got in the elevator to go to my room and here's this nurse. I didn't know she was a nurse. And like, oh, what do you, you know, I'm, I'm thinking there's life forms out there. So what are you right, doing? Right. There's a life <laughs> And form. she goes, oh, we're nurses. And I'm like, oh, that's great. She goes, yeah, we do the COVID testing site. But I'm okay. <laughs> I'm fine. I was tested last week. And I'm thinking last week. Crazy. Well, you got to, I mean, you have to get, I mean, if if we're going to play this thing to its logical end, which there is no logic. I know. You have to get tested every day. I know. Every 12 hours. Because the run might get you. I mean, forget it. It's lying everywhere. It's crazy. You know what they, what they have to do now to the hotels. This is just the cost of these organizations, these companies that just trying to comply with whatever your mayor, your governor decides is important to them, right? Whatever political was, ideology we they've been there. to that day. Yeah. And so we get in our rooms and what happens? Our coffee pots are now in plastic wrap because it's been sterilized. And and when you check out of your hotel room, it has to sit. And then they bring a special organiz- you know, a special team to come in and completely fumigate the hotel. Make sure Can there's nothing imagine? there. It is just Heidi, people aren't going to be able to survive like this. No. I mean, you and I were so frustrated. I mean, just the level of tension and oppression. Oh, it's awful. We just said, you know, we have this beautiful room. It would be nice to climb into that bed and get a good night's sleep after 15 hours of yep. recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just said, let's just leave. We left. We just leave. Yeah, and it to... was, I mean, I, I had a three-bedroom suite that yeah. was, you know, with a really nice room and a beautiful view of Orlando. Yeah. I'm here to tell you right now, if you don't have relationships, if you don't have, if you can't be surrounded by joyful people and mm-hmm. have a community, it means nothing. Yeah. It means nothing. I mean, how many times were we at that? I know this is not what we're talking about, but how many times did we have to this past weekend when we were together? We were praying for each other, praying over each other, reminding each other to stand strong, to stay mm-hmm. firm, mm-hmm. to 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 embrace the truth mm-hmm. of what we're seeing. And I mean, when we were walking through the lobby and here you are not wearing your mask, 
and people are staring at you and you're like, take your mask off. Mm-hmm. And I've got my mask like below my chin, mm-hmm. like that quasi. Yeah. Yep. And you know, I said to you earlier, the opposite of bravery is not cowardice. So we're not being a coward. Mm-hmm. We're conforming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are doing a wonderful job of just saying, hey, stop conforming. The truth is all around yes, us. It is. And so what yeah. do we do when you're, we know in our mind, like we were at a restaurant. Well, actually, Jay got kicked out of a restaurant. Yeah. Jay went to <laughs> Steak and Shake. Yeah. And it's no joke. They won't let you go in. No. It, I mean, it, it, yeah. It's but crazy. we boldly walked into another restaurant. I didn't <laughs> know power numbers. Well, I told, I told <laughs> Connie, I was like, here's how you do it. Put your mask in your pocket. Don't let them see that you're holding it in your hand. Mm-hmm. You just walk in there and you say, hi, table for seven. <laughs> and that's what and we And they did. were like, no, you can only have six. And we're like, we have children. Yeah. And we're all, I'm like, I live with these people, which so that's what we're doing right now, that right? True. So I was yeah. like, I live with these people and these are our kids and we're going to come in and we're going to sit. We'd like to sit right there. And they finally put us in a corner table. Yeah. The waitress came over and she was clearly in a bad mood. Yeah. But the, we just started talking to her. How you doing? How you doing with the Rona? And you find out she's been out of work for months. She hates wearing the mask. She's got a mask on with the picture of the Constitution. It says, we the people. Yep. People know. They're starting to to wake up. And she's talking about how service is slower. And she has a hard time breathing. She just gets out of breath, which yeah. is what we've been saying. You wear the mask. It hurts and harms you. Well, you, you. saw a pallbearer. While we were there. At the John Lewis funeral. Yeah, Yeah. it was one of the officers that, you know, in the the military that was carrying the coffin or was going to carry the coffin. Mm -hmm. And um, he went out cold. He fainted. Yep. Out cold on wearing a mask out there. So I thought, well, what what better example of what can happen? Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't believe it just because his knees buckled, although that might be what they say. But the truth is people are just flat out scared, Heidi. Yep, They're yep. just flat out scared. And it putting on that mask, like you have often said, just makes them go, uh, they're muzzled. We can't see people's smiles. No. We don't see the joy. And I think what happened in that restaurant the other day, this woman saw joy. She mm-hmm. saw people having fun. You know, we're not in bondage to a virus. We're not intimidated by it. People are going to get sick. It's a nasty virus. Yeah. And we've said this all along. It is real. It's nasty. People get super sick. You know, people might die mm-hmm. because of this, but people die of the flu oh, and yeah. SARS yeah. and all the other uh, viruses and germs out there. But when they put that mask on, we can't see the joy of people. No. We can't be warm and inviting. And we are made for relationships. Yep. You know, this yep. right here. That's right. You know, y'all can't see us, but we're sitting. My office is a mess. My studio here and and, you know, there's stuff everywhere, but we're just sitting here looking eye to eye without a mask, mm-hmm. seeing each other smile, mm-hmm. the furrowing of the brow because we're so concerned. Yeah. We're concerned for you. We're concerned for our fellow citizens. We're concerned mm-hmm. for our country. Mm-hmm. You've traveled should, the whole country. It's very sad. Yeah. It's very, very sad. As this thing drags on and more people are talking, we saw, you know, way back in March, and I think I had a conversation with you early on in the Rona. Yeah. Something was troubled in my spirit. And there are a lot of things that, you know, that, that get past me, whatever. But for whatever reason, the Lord's given me a very sensitive, very discerning spirit about things that happen around me. And about a week and a half into this, I looked at my husband. I was like, something is wrong. Something's terribly wrong. And now we're way past 14 days to flatten the curve. The death rate has plummeted. Yep. We've got doctors now coming out to say, you know, um, hydrochloric works, hydrochloric and uh, zinc and uh, 
and a Z-Pack mm-hmm. and nobody needs to die. Mm-hmm. And we're watching politicians banning the use of these medicines in the country. The economy is in the toilet. Doesn't matter where you go. Uh, the restaurant industry is being absolutely decimated by this. Churches are shuttered, which, which I've been saying for months now, open your churches for goodness sake. You know, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. And yet here we are where we're, uh, we're conforming to this spirit of fear. We see it everywhere. You and I were talking about this. I just had the privilege of being on your podcast, yeah. which we're going to get to, cause I want people to find you. And I said, fear is false evidence appearing real. Why aren't people looking for evidence, uh, Connie? Why are we putting masks on our face and just doing the thing? I'll tell you why right now. Um, people are fear afraid of rejection. Yeah, You know, Heidi, there is something that happens when they can isolate us. We have been isolated from our church body. Yep. You know, we get We're together. Right for the picking. We are right for the picking. Who We get together. We pray with one another. We encourage one another. We look into each other's eyes. And what have they done? They've said, stay home and stay in. Stay, what is that? Stay, stay home. home. Stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. Alone, Alone together. together. What a bunch of, <laughs> that is the biggest load of garbage I've ever heard I've in my life. Alone of, together. If one more person says that to me and I'll punch them in the face. I know. They've done a great job of spinning all of this, well, right? And we as, will never forget these problems. Propaganda no, messages. we never will. And it is propaganda. Although they call you an anti-mask propagandist. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, so I did. I got tagged in Rolling Stone magazine. They called me for an interview. I didn't give them the interview because my staff was vetting the reporter. Mm-hmm. And clearly I had a reason to be. I was like, I don't know about this. Because they make it. They're like, hey, Mrs. St. John, we saw that you're talking about masks. We really want to talk about moms and how they. that's not what they wanted. Right. They wanted to label me an anti-mask propagandist, which they did. And I find it so interesting that they call me a propagandist because all across the country, I, mean, you, I see here in Florida too, the yeah. road sign started in Washington State a couple of months ago. And one of the ones that came up said, obey the governor's mandate. This word obey, for goodness sake. Like I'm not your child. That's right. I don't need you to we tell obey me the to Lord. obey. I obey the Lord yeah. and my children obey me because that's what the Bible tells them to do. Yeah. Children obey your parents and the Lord. But this idea of stay home, stay safe, you know, obey the governor's mandates, all these kinds of things. And we started seeing propaganda, COVID, like one of the ones in Oregon, COVID is real. Like we didn't know it's real. It these is real. Nobody is saying that this just, virus is you know, people have started saying, oh, you're just saying it's all a hoax. No, no, it's a real virus and people are getting really sick. And we've known a lot of people who've gotten really sick. And I've actually known somebody who has who's passed away. Did that person have a comorbidity? Probably no, no oh. comorbidity. They just no. got the virus. Four days they were gone. So, mm, yes, it's real. And we're fishy. not we're not denying yeah. that it's real and that people yeah. can be adversely impacted well, and families are saying? hurt. I mean, they treated it wrong in the first place, that's right, putting they, people on ventilators. We've actually killed senior citizens. We put uh, people sick with COVID yeah. in nursing homes with healthy senior Say citizens. And then we wouldn't let the families in and they literally murdering these people. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I've never been more embarrassed to be uh, a part of an, um, of an Americanized pandemic in my entire life. You know, we get, I mean, just honestly, we understand doctors are practicing medicine. This is something that America wasn't prepared for. We, no. it, it didn't come from, it didn't originate here. It came from another country. We won't name the name. Yes, but we will. It, China. Okay. <laughs> it came from China. So it came over. We didn't know what we were dealing with. And, you know, for the most part, Heidi, we were talking when this first came in and we were, it was like, all right, we understand there's confusion. So that's the first thing the enemy does is create confusion. If you can get people confused, like they're on the merry-go-round and they're going round and round and round. And after a while, you can't even really focus on something specific because your head's spinning. Yep. Then comes the fear because you're spinning. You're not really sure what to focus on because who do we believe? 
who do we trust? Well, I mean, now we know you can't really trust any of them. No, you can't. Because we're getting mixed messages. We were watching that doctor show, the frontline doctors that did that television. If you haven't watched it, go to Heidi's page. She it's has amazing. a snippet of it. It is it is truth telling at It'll its make finest. It'll the hair on your neck stand Yeah. Up. So, I mean, they were talking yeah. about, they were, oh, they were basically, hydrochloroquine has been around for over 60 years. It is, it's safer than, you know, the physicians safer that were than there. Motrin. And Tylenol, exactly. Yep. And they said what happened is they it, anything overused or wrongly used can become toxic. And that's what they were doing. They were giving, what, 2,200 or 2,400? They uh, should have been given 200. 200, a mm-hmm. couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Now, you can understand they're not quite sure what they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. But we are well past that initial, we don't know what we have. We know exactly what we have. Mm-hmm. We know exactly who it's impacting. We know exactly the comorbidities. We know the symptoms. The fear part should be over. But why mm-hmm. do they want us to still have fear? And how are they doing it? They're shaming us and they're guilting us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we were talking about earlier, the mask. Mm-hmm. So there's fear of rejection. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is very powerful. We're afraid that if we don't go in with the mask, we might get punched in the face. <laughs> I mean, well, we're reading and, that. And actually, that's, that actually is happening. I yeah. was just, right before we started recording, I watched a video of a couple in a park having uh, a lunch out in the open air. Yeah. And a woman, an older woman, walking her dog with a mask on her face, walked up to them and sprayed them with mace. Oh, no. Sprayed this young couple with See mace. See what we're doing sprayed to each other. Sprayed their food with mace. Sprayed the people in the face with mace. And I'm like, that woman needs to go to jail. So where is What's that woman? Why didn't, she, why didn't she go to Seattle or Portland? Those people out there could use some mace. No kidding. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, we're not macing the protesters. That's what I mean. We're macing yeah. peaceful people because they've weaponized us against they each other. They have made us believe a yeah, lie. That's right. And God said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. I'm going to wrap this podcast up today, Connie, because I want to come back for Monday day's podcast and talk to you about what the antidote to fear is. How do we starve fear? We see it in the culture everywhere. The reason I love these conversations so much is because I think people need to hear because people listen. They think I'm the only one. You're not the only one. And so, uh, you know, I've been taking, it's funny because my people that hang out with me, usually they'll start, they, we will go places, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll be wearing a mask and I'm like, put it in your pocket. You don't need to do it. Billy Graham said that when one person stands up, the spines of others are often stiffened. So when I go to gro- to the grocery store, I go in a herd now, mm-hmm. you know, I t- none of my kids have worn masks. You know, the only time they wear a mask was to get in the, into the hotel here Yeah, because I'm here to work. Mm-hmm. If it had been any other circumstance, I've been like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know? So I think there's, there's an antidote to this and the antidote comes from scripture and I want to talk about it with you. You have, you've been, uh, you've been a huge encouragement to me because you and I have both been sick with what I'm almost hundred percent sure is, was the Rona, which we can talk about on Monday a little bit more, but, uh, to be able to say, God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of power, love, and a sound mind. And the Bible has gone out of its way to tell us this and we need it now more than ever. And so, uh, I would love if you come back on Monday and we can talk about this a little bit more and we're going to talk about what it looks like to starve the fear. Sound like a good idea to you. Sounds great to me. I look forward to it. We got nothing else to do, right? It's the Rona. <laughs> we're in isolation. <laughs> That's right. You guys, thanks for listening today. I hope you've been encouraged. Listen, the reason that I talk about these things and have for such a long time is because I want you to take a 35,000 foot view at what's going on around you. It's easy to look at the person who's standing across from you in line at the grocery store, who's masked up and gloved up and live in 
in fear. I know pastors are doing it, but this is not from the Lord. The pandemic in our nation is not viral. It is spiritual. And the only way to address it is on our knees in prayer. So Connie's going to come back with me on Monday and we're going to talk about a couple of ways to starve the fear. You guys can do this. The Lord of Heaven's Armies is on your side. Thanks for listening. One more thing before I leave, a brand new study at MomStrong International will launch next Monday. So you guys have a couple of days to go over there and check it out. If you're not a member of MomStrong International, I want to encourage you to do it. We launch a brand new study on the first Monday of every month. And so that's coming right up. So check it out, MomStrongInternational.com. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.